atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we don't have any time for the normal uh, in- intro that we've got. Okay, we just don't have time. This is the broadcast for the 13th, though. Uh, May 13th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Larry Pratt's with us, talking about all things liberty. Kirk Crosby's with me, talking about all things liberty. Uh, right at the top of the hour, quickly, they just said that the Michael Flynn case, fiasco, the Justice Department asks for it to be dismissed because of the fraud on the part of the FBI. The judge says, not so fast. I want to hear the public or hear what other people think. I want to hear other opinions. Uh, Larry Pratt, this is unprecedented. What do you mean the court wants to hear random opinions? This is insanity. Uh, uh, this is psychosis on steroids, my friend. Well, it may be quite uh, politically motivated. The judge is uh, a very hot-tempered... Then fire this Obama thug. Impeach this thug for criminal activity on the bench. Well, the judge, uh, I think it was two or three years ago, was involved in a traffic incident, and he uh, got involved, got himself involved in some road rage at that time and pulled a gun on the other driver. So there's your cool hand, Luke, and he's the guy that's supposed to be measuring out even-handedly uh, American justice. Okay, I Donald Donald Trump has got to step up and drain the swamp. We've got to impeach thugs like this. When have you heard the court just soliciting random opinions? Yeah, it. Uh, have you heard of that before? Be like asking a kindergarten class uh, uh, their opinion of a uh, of a political candidate or something of that sort. But I'm being serious. Have you ever heard of this kind of stuff? I think it's unprecedented. Uh, and the other thing that might be involved in this, by the way, Sam, he's just prolonging the expense and the agony that the government has already inflicted on General Flynn. Which would be, uh, in my opinion, if uh, we need the facts of a speedy trial at some point, it would border on criminal activity for political purposes. I don't know that they have a, a an actual criminal penalty, but I agree with you. It's extremely offensive what this judge is doing. And I think you mentioned the right word. He needs to be impeached. People like that need to be given a chance to pursue other endeavors where their non-judicial temperament won't be so much at issue. This guy is not suited to be a judge. This guy's a nut case and i'm not saying that this has never happened in history i'm sure that you can find examples where it probably had i'm just saying i have never heard of such a thing and i want my opinion to be heard judge you ready if you're soliciting (laughs) opinions buddy sit down shut up and listen up because here it is you my friend are an absolute tyrannical thug and and another opinion might be judge when was the last time you read the constitution and here's what i would say judge why don't we prosecute the fbi why don't you say, I need to prosecute the FBI here, so bring me two cases. We'll review the Flynn case, and that's okay to take a pause and review it. I want justice done, so by all means, a measured approach is good. But if you're going to do that, then why don't we launch an investigation into the FBI? Please bring that to me, the judge should say. And let's yeah, look at gonna... all of it and have the truth come out. Let's have transparency and accountability, Larry. The judge might uh, want to hear more from the 
FBI officials that were involved that had lied about what the general had said about how they changed uh, the interview records when they had an interview with the general. Uh, that might be an interesting line of inquiry, but it has nothing to do with dropping the case that the, as the Justice Department has requested. Uh, so I, uh, th this guy is so politically motivated that um, he might as well uh, be sent a membership in the Obama fan club or something similar. Now, what I see oftentimes with this, the reason that they delay the case is what the judge really wants to do is take as much off the table as they possibly can so that we don't have real transparency. So what they'll do is they'll gather evidence. They'll say, hey, we need to look into this. And then what they'll do is they'll classify or make secret, or put gag orders in place, or and if you follow this case carefully, you're going to see that kind of stuff, where their real goal is to make sure nothing comes out. And I look at the Ammon Bundy case, where the FBI flat out lied to in Nevada, and the FBI got caught lying, and the more the, the uh, prosecution, and the more Ammon Bundy and his team literally started digging into enforcing accountability, and, and literally cross-examining witnesses, and forcing them to lie on the stand, and then proving they lied, and okay, then pretty soon the judge is like, hey, we got to call a halt to this. Let's just dismiss the case. Well, the sad part about that is the truth of the whole reality never came out that way. So on one hand, we can praise the judge for, for ending the shenanigan and the charade, but at the same time, the judge chopped it off at the knees, classified or protected a bunch of information, put gag orders in place, everything else. And then the real transparency, the real truth, the real accountability, the real connecting the dots that would put people in prison never happens. That's what I'm predicting is going on here as well. Larry, there, that, that's been the pattern that we've seen. Uh, we've seen it with Hillary Clinton, uh, where she was uh, getting money from Russian oligarchs for some of her Clinton foundations, and then she turns around and accuses Donald Trump of being a puppet of Vladimir Putin. Please, <laughs> it, when the Democrats accuse somebody of something, it turns out that's usually what they exactly are guilty of themselves. And it's kind of like the uh, thief that's about to be apprehended, and he shouts out as he points in some other direction, Stop, thief! <laughs> All right, Greg Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> is with Seattle Police. He's an absolute patriot. I'm telling you, this guy is one of the best we've ever had. He speaks out in defense of the people and literally gets fired. Thank you, listener Patty, for getting me the details. I normally don't play entire videos that are very long because it just, hey, I don't want to hear other people uh, take up the whole talk show, right? It doesn't make sense. Go listen to it elsewhere, and we can break it down. But in this case, I really want to play a lot of this, and I want Larry Pratt and Kirk Crosby and myself to break it down and respond to this, in my opinion, absolute political hero. Here is this police officer. You know, as a police officer, I'm compelled to make this video. I've been in law enforcement for 10 years, and I'm speaking to my peers, other fellow officers, people in any kind of law enforcement position. Um, I've seen officers nationwide enforcing tyrannical orders against the people. And I'm hoping I'm hoping it's a minority of officers, but I'm not sure anymore because every time I turn on the television, every time I turn I look to the internet, I'm seeing people arrested or cited for going to church, for traveling on the roadways, for going surfing, opening their businesses, going to the park with their families, um, or doing nails out of their out of their own house. 
using their own house as a place of business and have an undercover agents go there and arrest them and charge them with with what with a crime i don't i don't know what crime people are committing by doing nails in their own house but we're seeing this more and more and more and uh we need to start looking at ourselves as officers and thinking is what i'm doing right now i want to remind you that regardless of where you stand on the coronavirus we don't have the authority to do those things to people just because a mayor or a governor tells you otherwise uh, i don't care if it's your sergeant or your chief of police we don't get to violate people's constitutional rights because somebody in our chain of command tells us otherwise. It's not how this country works. Um, those are de facto arrests. You know, we're violating people's rights and, and, and taking money from them or even worse, arresting them and depriving them of their freedom when they are exercising their constitutional rights. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, let's, let's read something right here off of the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal. Among these, we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their power from the consent of the governed, meaning their, our power, and any government official's power is derived from the people, okay? We don't hold power over our citizens. That's, it's, it's contradictory to everything that our country stands for. And, and this is what I'm seeing. First Amendment rights, telling people they can't go to church, freedom of religion, okay? Telling people they can't protest, freedom of assembly. Um, Fourth Amendment violations, illegal traffic stops to check for papers. What are you, the Gestapo? Is this 1930s Nazi Germany? You don't get to stop people unless you have reasonable suspicion or probable cause that they have committed a crime. And I know people that are, have personally been stopped saying we want to see papers showing that you're essential. That is not how our job works, okay? What really has been pissing me off lately is the fact that these officers that are going out here and, and, and enforcing these tyrannical orders, what they're doing is they're making my job and my safety, or, or they're putting my job and my safety at risk. Because what you're doing is you're widening the gap between public trust and law enforcement officers. And, and what that's going to do is it's going to, I mean, look at, look at what's happened to law enforcement in the last 10 years, less and less public trust. And more often than not, that is a result of isolated incidents that get blown out of proportion. They're not isolated anymore. They're happening every single day. And the thing that I want you guys to realize is that. Hold on. We'll talk about it. What he wants us to realize in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. I got to play this whole clip because this guy is so spot on. And some have kind of gone so far against the police to call it the blue plague. I don't agree with that. I think that's taking it too far. But I do get the point that this officer's making. 
And I do get the point when they call it the blue plague. He's right. We're starting to have the people against the cops and the government. That's not what we ought to have, folks. Hold on. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped-up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendPatriot.com. That's DefendPatriot.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. All right, so we're playing a video from a police officer doing a phenomenal job breaking down the problem in America big time right now. He's spot on. I rewound a little bit so you get the context. Listen up. He's saying, you know what? Cops used to be belligerent once in a while, but now it's happening all the time, and trust is being violated, and now there's a huge gap between the cops and the people, and it's going to be dangerous and disastrous. Here's what he's saying. More often than not, that is a result of isolated incidents that get blown out of proportion. They're not isolated anymore. They're happening every single day. And the thing that I want you guys to realize is that our power that that we hold as law enforcement officers, it's nothing more than a facade. It's a badge and a gun. And people... You don't realize if you haven't lived in anarchy, if you haven't seen combat, things can be stripped from people in a heartbeat. And and that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that these actions are going to wake a sleeping giant, i.e. the American people. Okay, They are going to be put in a position where they won't have their rights trampled anymore. And us as law enforcement officers, we'll... We'll have our ability to enforce the law stripped from us in about 10 minutes, okay? I, I don't, I think what is gonna happen if this continues is we're gonna see bloodshed in the streets, okay? I don't want to see bloodshed in the streets on either side of this coin. I don't wanna see fellow officers get injured or killed and I certainly don't wanna see citizens get injured or killed. 
And I promise you, most of you out there doing these, these, these tyrannical acts against our citizens, you're not ready for combat. You're not mentally or physically ready for combat in the first place. I promise you, you don't want to go through that. And I hope I never have to go through that again. Um, you know, you don't get to just say, well, I'm doing this because I was told to do so, or I'm following orders or I need to keep this job. Guess what? I need to keep this job more than anybody. I have three young children. I have two houses. Like I have the same sob story that the rest of you guys have, but my personal choices and my living arrangements, no matter what they are, don't allow me to trample on people's rights. And I don't understand why that concept is so hard for, for people to understand. Listen, you need to stand up for what's right. You need to, if, if, you're, if you're part of a department or an agency that is asking people or asking their officers or their deputies to impose on people's rights and infringe on their, their, their freedoms, you need to step up and say, no, that's not me. That's not what I signed up for. And that's going against my oath. And if that costs you your job, so be it. At least you'll be able to look at yourself in the mirror at night. I've already expressed this to my department. And, and luckily for me, I come from a department that I feel like my chain of command shares my view, but I don't care what department you're part of or what your chain of command thinks. You don't get to trample on people's liberty. And so, you know, as a special operations veteran, I've fought on the streets of Iraq for under the US government's guise of freedom. And I'm telling you what, the American people are going to be, they are, you are gonna wake a sleeping giant and they are gonna fight 10 times harder for their freedom on their soil than anything you've ever seen before. And if that's something you're willing to face, then, then keep trampling on people's rights. But I promise you, the American spirit of defiance is going to rise again and it's gonna be a big problem for our country. So. I'll leave you with this, something that I learned as a, an E-nothing in the army. No matter what situation you're put in, if you look inside yourself and ask yourself one question, am I doing the right thing? You ask yourself that, you know the answer. And no amount of money or no order or law or anything should be able to make you go against doing the right thing. So I'm imploring officers to look inside themselves and ask themselves. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And we heard from the uh, military vet that spoke in California, uh, in Sacramento as well. We played that soundbite uh, just the other day as well. You've got veterans leading the charge who are in law enforcement uh, or who are veterans now saying, listen. You are abusing the people, and it used to be a once-in-a-while isolated incident. Now it's literally every day, and you're eroding trust to the point where, you know what? You're going to wake up a sleeping giant, and the American people aren't going to tolerate it anymore. And when they decide they're not going to tolerate it, there's going to be blood in the streets, and it will not be pretty. And these combat veterans are warning, saying, I don't want this to happen. Larry Pratt, I think they're spot on. I hate to admit it, but I'm concerned they're right. Well, I think you know a number of things have 
occur to me. First of all, the coronavirus seems to have uh, produced a uh, side effect, a disease uh, related to it, uh, called totalitarianitis, and it seems to be uh, afflicting people in public office who have public trust that this police officer was just referring to. And they're abusing that, thinking that they can do anything they want in the name of fighting a disease. And the strange way that we're fighting this disease has emerged it, it, is that we're going to quarantine the healthy, whereas in the past, starting with biblical times, when you have a disease outbreak, you quarantine the people that are afflicted with the disease to protect the, the, the um, healthy from the ones who are uh, suffering from the disease. We've got it completely upside down, and that seems to have led uh, to these many violations of people's liberties, one of the foremost cases being Shelley Luther in the Dallas area, who's a cosmetologist and hair cuttery um, uh, owner of a uh, business, and she was told that she couldn't operate uh, too too closed. Well, she was uh, observing all of the necessary health precautions, uh, but she had to be back in business because she's got a family to feed. And the people that are making these draconian edicts about what the American people can or cannot do, uh, Constitution, take the hindmost, they get a check no matter whether the economy's doing well or not. Government's going to pay them no matter what. And so they don't think of what it's like uh, when these average American fellow citizens of ours are being told, too bad, chump, uh, you're not going to be able to work, you're not going to be able to feed your family, eh, I guess you can just go on welfare, huh? Yeah, and by the way, you're just super selfish for wanting to do those things. Uh, you're going to kill everybody, uh, you know, don't you hate yourself and hate the nation? Okay, this is out of control. Now, this police officer literally said, hey, you know what, I'm grateful, I'm in a department that, that understands my views and they're okay with it. Uh, the problem is, when this went viral, how wrong he was, here he is in response to getting fired. Hey, what's up, guys? So I just kind of wanted to take a couple minutes, get everybody caught up to speed on what's going on in my life. I've been getting a lot of questions and uh, figured I'd just make a second video and, and answer some of the things that I've been receiving. I first wanted to say I'm humbled by the response that my video got. It's been viewed millions and millions of times. People all over the country have been calling me, texting me, sending me emails, comments, and uh, the overwhelming majority of it, of it has been positive. And so I think that's pretty cool because my whole thought process on making that video was trying to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the public. And I've seen both sides with open arms willing to embrace that. And I think that's a step in the right direction. So that's pretty cool. One thing that I've seen come up over and over in the comments and I've been in email. I'm going to add to this really quick. The people love it because the people know the truth. The bureaucrats hate it and don't want his words to get out, folks. You see that recurring as well sent to me is are you going to get in trouble what what happened to you or is there any discipline being being uh any discipline taking place and so i figured i'd i'd take a chance and give you a little synopsis of the last three days of my life after posting that video um so i posted the video on tuesday was it may 5th and it, it took pretty, you know, it took a day or two before it really started getting a lot of traction. 
But the next morning when I woke up on the 6th, it was only, I think it was only at a few thousand views. And I had received a message from my command saying, wow, Greg, what a powerful message. We agree with that 100%, well done. And that was actually a relief for me because I was like, great, you know, I know that it's risky putting something out like that, but I felt like it was so grounded in integrity and liberty that no one would have an issue with it. So that was, that was a relief. And then fast forward three hours later, I get another phone call from my command and it said, hey, hey Greg, the video's up to 400,000 views. It's time to pull the plug on this thing. And I immediately, it, it kind of caught me off guard because I said, why would, why would we want to pull the plug on something that was already acknowledged as a good and powerful message from... Wow, poignant questions, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to play so much while Larry Pratt's on the line, but I think it's worth it. This guy is on to something, and it's highlighting really ground zero in the country right now. And, and we're going to talk about it. Larry's going to respond. Kurt's going to respond. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, thanking Patty for feeding me these videos in the first place. Hang tight, folks. <laughs> Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Police officer and veteran Greg Anderson speaking out boldly in defense of liberty. At first, his department loved it, thought it was incredible. Then they started getting a lot of views. Thing went viral, millions of views. And now his department's changing their tune. They called him and said it was wonderful. Three hours later... Oh, no, you got to take it down, Greg. And he responds. Kind of caught me off guard because I said, why would why would we want to pull the plug on something that was already acknowledged as a good and powerful message from one law enforcement officer to others? And uh, I said, yeah, that doesn't really make sense to me. I think maybe we should embrace this message and we should share this with other officers. And he said, listen, you know, it's not up to me. I have been directed to tell you to take the video down. And I need to know if you're going to take the video down. And I, I said, no, I can't take the video down. Because if you listen to my first video, the whole message that I was trying to share with people and impart on them is if you believe in something in your heart, you have to stand by that conviction, even if it costs you everything. And like I said last time, I have three little kids. I have this house. I have another house. I cannot afford to lose my job. But after putting that message out there and sharing that with America, and it was so well received, I can't then just say, even though that's what I believe, I'm gonna take a step back, I'm gonna retract my words, and I'm gonna allow my command to prevent me from sharing my heart and my truth. And I said, so with that, with that in mind, sir, I can't take the video down. And, uh, you know, I didn't know where this was gonna go, and, I immediately started thinking about what are they going to try and gig me on? You know, what did I do wrong? What policy did I violate? And uh, I got called back a couple hours later. And by this time, it was skyrocketing. Everyone in the agency was seeing it. Cops from when I was a, an officer down in Los Angeles, they were contacting me. I got a call and it said, listen, the video needs to be taken down right now. And you need to accept a letter of reprimand or we're going to take a very different approach to this if you say no again. Well, I'd already put myself on that hill and I had to, I had to be willing to die on that hill. 
They said they determined the video was a violation of policy and uh, that if I wouldn't take it down, that allegations would be made against me and so on and so on. And so I told them, no, I'm not gonna take it down. You do what you need to do. But the principle of it is rooted in truth and it was a positive message that was received by millions and millions of people. If you want me to take it down, I have to, I have to respectfully refuse. And it was interesting because they kept citing different policies, you know, like, oh, it was the, the social media policy or some of your equipment may have been identifiable. And that kind of seemed like a moot point to me. And it was strange because why was the message okay at 5 a.m.? And then three hours later, there was a problem with it. And so I was later contacted by the chief of police. He's someone that I have great respect for. He's a good man to work for. And he's the one that shot me straight. And he said, Greg, if you openly defy your governor, you can't be a police officer in the state of Washington. And uh, I told him, I said, you know what? I can respect that. And if I were in your office, I would shake your hand, respectfully disagree, and say, maybe I'm not meant to be a police officer in the state of Washington then. And, and here's my thoughts on that, okay? You have to do your research. You have to figure out what your true north is, what your truth is, and where you stand on issues. For me personally, I, I believe that the Constitution supersedes all other documents, all other laws. There's case law supporting that. If you look at Marbury versus Madison, 1803, it says any laws, any future laws created that are repugnant, meaning in conflict with the Constitution, are null and void. So when I look at how I feel comfortable enforcing the law, and I see people exercising constitutional rights, it doesn't matter if there's different executive orders, requests from mayors, requests from governors. For, to me, the Constitution supersedes that, and I'm gonna stand with the people. Well, unfortunately, you know, higher up in all agencies, there's a political game being played, and now I am on a administrative leave status pending termination. I was told by both the agency and the union that I was asked to take it down and I refused. So that's refusing a direct order. It's an insubordination charge and it will result in me ultimately being let go from the agency. And I said, you know what, if that's what you guys have to do, if, if that video is so bad that you want to take my career from me and you want to leave my, you know, like pot potentially take my ability away to provide for my family because of that video, do it. Because I'm gonna stand by my convictions, just like I said in my last video. Um, so yeah, it's weird, you know, how fast your life can change in a week. It's, uh, it's something that I never thought would happen. I never thought that I would make a video that would resonate with millions of people. But you know, my head is held high. I, uh, I'm not intimidated or upset by how this played out. Like I said in my last video, man, I fought in the streets of Ramadi during 04 and 05. I came to terms long ago that my convictions and my beliefs may cost me everything up into my life. And even though it's 15 years later and I'm a police officer in Seattle, Washington, that truth still remains for me. So I don't have an option to back down or feel sorry for myself 
or give in and say, you know what, I got kids and I think I'm just gonna take the letter. No, if they wanna do me like this for standing up for liberty, they can do that. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, you know, it's on to the new adventure for me. I've been, I've been doing different things my whole life and uh, I'm actually excited to tell you the truth. Uh, if you know of anyone accepting resumes, hit me up. This guy's an American hero, Larry. I was just thinking that um, colonial printers, when they would publish um, uh, things that were considered inflammatory, say by Sam Adams up in uh, Boston, uh, faced the same kinds of pressure from their governors. Uh, that you can't do that or there will be consequences. And uh, this cop has, uh, I think, put himself in that tradition of upholding liberty over security, personal security. And uh, it's an amazing statement. And one of the things I think that is powerful about it is that he's not screaming. He hasn't lost control. He's not angry, as so many liberals are, at the drop of a pin. Uh, he's just, uh, these are the facts, ma'am, nothing but the facts. That's all I want. Uh, very impressive. Kurt, you want to chime in? I think this guy's an American hero, sir. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And, uh, you know, I was looking up some of the stories on him uh, under Greg Anderson video on Google, and you got uh, Cairo, Seattle reports, uh, Port of Seattle officer posts video telling officers not to enforce stay-at-home orders. 14 hours ago it was posted. You got Seattle Times, Port of Seattle places, cop on leave over viral video discouraging enforcement of state's anti-coronavirus you know, and it goes on. But the bottom line is, uh, you know, somebody higher than his uh, original bosses came up and said, hey, man, you're causing a problem. And you're mentioning things like the Constitution and things like that. And, uh, you know, this is like he said, um, you know, perfect example of the people wanting freedom and liberty. And also I want to bring up in this case, uh, a great uh, supporter of the program. She's a great example of how we want each of you, ladies and gentlemen, to act. And that is when you see or hear stories, you know, it's kind of like the government CSA program, you know, where you tell on your neighbors. But in this case, it's telling us about stories that promote God, family, country, and uh, to you know promote the cause of liberty and that's what patty has done here right sam yeah and this guy traces it right up to the governor though i mean look the police chief played it straight and just said look if you cross the governor you're not going to do that so we look right at the governor and oftentimes it's the governors that are the problems and we look to the states for solutions oftentimes in america but these governors are tyrants just as much as the federal swamp is um Remember in Florida when we had this a police officer or this sheriff say, I'm not going to violate people's guns rights. And then the governor literally fired the sheriff and we had to go to court in Liberty, Florida or whatever uh, to defend Nick Finch. And Nick Finch eventually won in the court and got his job back and all this kind of stuff. Eventually, of course, he didn't get reelected because the governor and everybody went against him and they you know pulled out the big guns, politically speaking, and probably committed vote fraud, and, you know. 
who knows what. You'd say, well, no, Sam, the vote was accurate. Yeah, but they have such negative media against somebody, nobody reelects them. So is that vote fraud? Certainly borders on it for me. Nevertheless, I bring this up to say the governors are turning out to be just as much of a thugs as the federal swamp in many, many, many cases. Our prayers are with this patriot. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about this with Larry on the other side of the break. These tyrants just fired one of the greatest police officers this republic has ever known. And I'm telling you, he fought in Iraq. Now he's back defending our nation, believes in the Constitution. All the good guys are getting out. How come? Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from Range magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the american west and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine begging politicians bureaucrats and educrats and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land the constitution this is liberty roundtable so as they drone out the good guys and they get rid of the ones that are patriots that truly believe in the sacred cause of liberty who truly have a moral high ground to stand on and say listen i learned a long time ago that you know what i've got to stick with my principles if i feel in my gut that it's wrong i'm not doing it and i'm going to use my gut to tell me you know what is the am i doing what's right and if i'm not i'm not doing it um this is critical but they're droning out all the people that have that moral compass Larry, and they're leaving all those who don't. And eventually, he's going to be right. There's going to be flat-out bloodshed in the streets. There's going to be warfare between the cops and the people. I don't want it. But when they take guys like this and literally shut him down, kick him out, now he's what? The equivalent of court-martial in the police? Now you would say, well, what do you mean, Sam? It's not the military. Well, you know what? You got a union and you got the governor literally both taking this guy on and shutting him down and forcing him to go to a different career? We are creating, in my opinion, political suicide on this, sir. It's also, it strikes me as quite uh, 
odd, and I'm not familiar with the uh, arrangement in the law and the Constitution in the state of Washington, but the idea that the governor can somehow uh, act as the chief of police of a local department strikes me as uh, uh, pretty strange. Now, maybe the governor is threatening to cut off funds from that uh, from Seattle, from that municipality. Uh, that may be uh, how they were able to exercise the leverage, because uh, money does tend to talk. Uh, but uh, whatever it is, uh, it's it's pretty shameful that something like this uh, would happen. Uh, what we uh, need is something like what happened with Shelley uh, Luther down in Dallas. Uh, uh, they didn't like her opening her beauty salon before the authorities said she could exercise her freedom. And so uh, Senator Cruz went and got his hair cut there. And I thought that was a that was a pretty class act. Yes, it was. And I think it was. Um, let's see who there was a, another official in the state that uh, said, well, uh, no, I'm, I'm conflating another situation. Anyway, I thought it was very important that uh, that uh, S- Senator Cruz went and did that. He actually flew from Houston, uh, where he lives in that area, uh, over to Dallas, which is like an hour flight, and uh, just to get a haircut. And that, that was one of the more expensive haircuts that I can imagine. Good for him. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Uh, Kurt, do you want to chime in on this? I'm convinced that, you know what, if they keep getting rid of the good guys and the bad guys continue to get, I don't know what word to use, what do you call it, promoted? <laughs> if you get the good guys to continue to be kicked out uh, and the bad guys are rewarded, uh, in other words, the bad guys see that the good guys are getting taken out and the bad guys are taken over or whatever, they'll just be empowered tenfold. Kurt. Well, that's a great point, Sam. And uh, when I look at, uh, you know, uh, this particular uh, story, I think, uh, hey, um, the guy mentioned he had two houses. uh, You know, he's got three kids. uh, I assume he's got a wife. Uh, You know, he may be like many of us who, uh, you know, have to choose between, hey, the big dollars and, uh, keeping our principles and uh, you know maybe i can let him know about uh, selling honey on the street corner and he can bring in some extra bucks that way i said yeah so i don't know but i'm worried that this police officer this former uh veteran uh, is right he can go off and just do something else i'm sure this guy can get a gofundme going and and, and guys like me would put in money and and help him bridge the gap till he gets another job i'm sure there's patriots that hire this guy in a second if i had money if we literally had enough people uh, you know a million people putting a dollar a day into this network or even a thousand people putting a dollar a day in you know we could literally hire guys like that to help us uh but you know what i i, I some patriot will give this guy a job i have no doubt it'll, that it'll land on his feet the sad part though is we are creating the very crisis that he points to by our actions the governor the police chief nobody's standing up at the chain of command the police chief should be saying to the governor you know what sir my officer's correct on this one governor you need to stop i get that you're the governor but you're not a king you're the executive leader in our state there's no doubt about it but you don't have authority to to shut us down especially when we're defending rights and defending the supreme law of the land the constitution but these tyrants 
literally are out of control and no one's standing up except for Greg or the low guy on the totem pole. They fire him. They empower the bad guys. More good guys drone out. The bad guys get more power, more authority. I'm telling you, this guy's seeing something that is very serious. When you take combat vets that see how rights get stripped in an instant, instant, and you see what's going, you go, these guys are watchmen on the wall, Larry Pratt, and this guy's giving a warning, and we're doing nothing but shutting down all the messengers. We just killed the canary in the coal mine. It was chirping, telling us we got a problem. We just killed the canary and said, shut up. Am I, yeah. am I wrong? Yeah, uh, the... The, the, I, I'm, as we talk about it, as I say, I'm not aware of how it operates in the state of Washington, but I would uh, place a dollar bet that the whole reason that the uh, chief of police and the others in the line of command folded uh, was when the governor said, uh, I've got a checkbook and I'm going to erase uh, your department from the state subsidies for this, that, or the other thing that I can do. And so when the money was uh, threatened to be withheld, they folded like a cheap suit. And that's uh, the way a lot of people get brought into line is uh, through the box. And, of course, that was a threat being made against this officer. And uh, to his great credit, he said, well, I guess I'll have to go find another job. Uh, but I can't in conscience uh, do something like that. If he had said that he could go along with the governor, then uh, would he be able to uh, arrest uh, somebody like the uh, beauty shop owner down in Dallas, uh, Shelley Luther? Would he be able to uh, go and uh, deprive the liberties of others of his citizens, all in the name of the almighty dollar? Um, so it actually, it in effect would say that he had taken his oath to uphold the dollar in his pocket uh, rather than the same oath that the governor and all these other officials took, which is to uphold the laws of the state and the constitution of the state. And almost certainly, I think it's the same in, in every state of the union, you also take an oath. I know when I went into the legislature, I swore to uphold the constitution of the state and of the United States. That's right. And so this is serious business. And when you see these people betraying their oaths on public display like this, Americans are getting sick of it. And eventually it will boil over if it continues. And if you drone, drone out all the good guys, and the bad guys just get drunk with power. It's going to get crazy fast. Two headlines Kurt has before the end of the hour that I think completely relate. Kurt, first one, freedom dying in Idaho. Woman faces possible prison term. For holding a yard sale. So just let out all the real criminals because of the coronavirus and then put ladies like this in jail for having a, a yard sale, Kurt? Well, it almost goes with the one that Larry Pratt's been talking about, uh, the lady in Texas that uh, felt like she needed to feed her family and her, uh, you know, uh, and continue to cut hair. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, I I see one that even goes along with it. There's a 77-year-old guy that's a uh, barber, and uh, he's in Michigan, which is a problem, you know, because that's a little less uh, freedom going on. But you don't yeah, think Idaho Governor would Whitman's state, did it. Right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyway, the governor there, Whitmer, has uh, now stripped him of his operating license without a hearing. What I want to know is 
when did George Washington and those guys put that uh, license, you know, to cut hair into the Constitution? Yeah, and where do they get off not giving a proper back. hearing or proper due process? See, that's the problem, and this is what the police officers are <laughs> pointing right to. Right there in Valley Forge. Can't you just hear now those soldiers saying, man, it's all going to be worth it if we can just get all these licenses on the books? <laughs> wow. Amen. <laughs> It's rough, folks. And this is what we're talking about. Here's the other headline that highlights the point. Another U.S. sheriff refuses to enforce stay-home order. I'm not even sure the governor knows what he's doing, says the sheriff. Kurt? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's the days of uh, the scriptures that talk about in the last days, good gets called evil and evil gets called good. You know, the governor puts in a lockdown and that's going to save everybody. And then the sheriff says, we're not going to follow that. And then, uh, you know, he's the bad guy, you know. And by the way, even Governor Cuomo, who is not on the top of my hit parade list, has said that you're more at risk of developing uh, coronavirus if you're in a lockdown, if you're inside, if you never get outside. In other words, if you're not going places like going to work, going to the store, things of that sort. That uh, Yeah, and if you wear a mask, it's double jeopardy, sir. So uh, this is something that uh, uh, when even uh, you hear an admission against interest by a little wannabe uh, Duce, uh, Gubernador Cuomo of New York, uh, then it ought to give us some pause that a lot of what we're doing is just so upside down, and we've let this little... Uh, uh, epidemiologist who seems to be so far off base that you solve a public health crisis by quarantining the healthy when every quarantine in history has been directed at those who have the problem. Uh, so now we have another problem, and it's I, I really think we've uh, let this bug create the the uh, seedbed for tyranny, uh, and in the name of public health, uh, Americans are being deprived of their of their liberties when it's not even helping their health. On the contrary, everything has been turned upside down, and we'd better start doing things like Senator Cruz did and go get a haircut at the prohibited barber shop. <laughs> wow. Kurt, Amen to that. This in? one goes along with it. Um, the World Net Daily's got this piece. says, 15 days after easing lockdown, Georgia sees fewest hospitalizations. Uh, subheadline media, comma, Trump have criticized state leading way in reopening economy. And like you said, uh, you know, you got to get out there, get some fresh air, get some vitamin D, you know, enjoy life. And, you know, yet uh, even Governor Cuomo... Uh, you know, brought that to the Well, they first criticized me. Now everybody's starting to say what I've been saying forever, Kurt. Yes, sir. (laughs) I find that interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, look, we care about the sacred cause of liberty. We're not trying to stir up controversy in the Republic. I know people think we are because our show is very hard-hitting. We take on the topics that others won't take on. We take on the constitutional view. We don't care about the left or the right or the Republicans or the Democrats. or the. All we do is care about principle. And whenever a principle is right, we back it and stand by it. And whenever a principle is wrong, we reject it and highlight the problem with it. And we take no prisoners in that reality check. We're not always perfect. We have our own opinions to which we're 
different title, but you know what? We do our best to call it right. And we are doing our very best in the media to stand up for the sacred cause of liberty. We've been doing it for 25 plus years, and we're pretty darn savvy at it. And no doubt we don't get it perfect. Nobody does. Uh, But we strive to get as close as we possibly can. And the almighty dollar doesn't drive us because we have to go make a living with our day jobs. But I'll tell you what does drive us. God, family, and country. Larry, final words yours, sir. Well, I appreciate the way you uh, wanted to close that. And I think we should uh, keep these people in mind. These are our modern-day Patrick Henrys. When you've got a beauty shop operator that seems to know more about freedom than the politicians of her city, uh, that's saying something. Amen to that. All right. Thank you, Larry. For Sam, Larry, and Kurt, we believe this nation shall endure. God save the republic.